And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to it. It is chewing the fat. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. You know, I'm looking forward to the global debut of the new Ford Bronco. Now, they're going to put the new Ford Bronco out on the shelves. It's going to be at the, at the car dealerships July 9th. And what is that date in American history? O.J. Simpson's birthday. Yay! So is O.J. Who made the Ford Bronco famous? He made it famous? Well, you know, more, more famous than it was. He made it famous? Why did he make it famous? Don't. Don't do it. Was he the spokesperson for Ford when he was playing football? No, he was the spokesperson for the Ford Bronco when he was in the back and his friend was driving it on the car chase throughout Los Angeles after he after they wanted to arrest him for the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson and what's his name? Ron Goldman. Ron Goldman. Yes, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron, Ron Goldman. Uh, her, you know, just the, the restaurant employee in the OJ case. Anyway, he was in the back of the, the Bronco. That was the chase. That was the world-renowned chase in the back of the white Ford Bronco. That is just incredible. So, but now remember, okay, so they're going to bring out the new Ford Bronco. It's going to be on OJ's birthday. And it's, I mean, it's a, it was a huge, huge car for Ford in the past. And it'll be huge again. It was a great car. Hopefully it'll be as great as it was. But Ford, their spokesman has come out with a statement on the debut of the Ford Bronco on July 9th. O.J. Simpson's birthday. It is purely a coincidence. Right. Okay, so yesterday I see the news. We're, and look, we've got so much. I, 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 we've got so much to get through today. I, I'm just going to end up just giving you headlines because otherwise we're going to be here for, you know, the end of time going to be chewing the fat end of time podcast it'll just i'll be ongoing it'll never stop can can a podcast actually do that by the way or we could just keep going and people could just okay anyway uh diego remember diego the giant tortoise that's uh, you know credited with saving the species he's fathered like eight billion other tortoises in his life he's a hundred years old and it's, he actually, you know, fathered about 800 offspring. But he is credited with saving his species. He, I mean, he went around taking care of business on this island. It was just him and two other males and 12 females. And my man, Diego, took care of business. Okay. I mean, so they're back up over 2,000. Nothing but kids. Diego was taking care of it. And now... They've decided, well, it's time for him to retire. So they shipped him off to an island with nothing going on there. I'm pissed. I'm pissed for Diego. I mean, they gave him all this. Here's this great life. And now it's, oh, sorry. Your life is over now. You can go retire. Well, no. I've been, what's keeping keeping me alive is, you know, tortoise business. And now you're shipping me off to nothing? That's sad. That's sad. Where are the animal rights people on this? Where are they? That's what I want to know. 
And congratulations to the Oregon Park too. Uh, they are now. Uh, remember the remember the footage of them exploding the whale on the beach, where they had put dynamite in, and they exploded the whale. And the footage of this whale exploding just goes everywhere. Just shoots everywhere. The news cameras were there reporting on it because they expected just to you know have this little poo. And it was this huge explosion of whale guts hitting cars and everything. Well, now the park is officially named Exploding Whale Memorial Park. So I wouldn't want anybody to forget. I don't want anybody to forget that this park is the Exploding Whale incident. In fact, all right, we gotta we gotta find that we gotta find the audio to uh, the Exploding Whale because uh, it's worth playing before they tired of its smell were moved back a quarter of a mile away. The sand dunes there were covered with spectators <laughs> and land lubber newsmen shortly to become so land blubber newsmen with a blast blasted blubber beyond all believable bounds. Congratulatory, you know, mention for the park because uh, you know they've now called the park Exploding Whale uh, Memorial Park. But cars, I mean, big, huge hunks of whales smashed on top of cars. They were damaged. Now, according to the report, no humans were hurt badly. Uh, just automobiles crushed. Because I'm guessing if you were sitting at the beach and you saw a giant hunk of whale blubber falling from the sky, you probably moved. By the and way, it's just, a, it's just a thought. You were born in the <laughs> 1970s. I wasn't born in the 1970s. I was still, I don't know how long my dad was. Anyways, I, whatever. But you can, you can hear how America was back in the day. Everybody's having fun at the beach. Everybody no. is having the time of their life. <laughs> We're about to explode a whale. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. How I envy them right now. Uh, see, so, now you're bringing me down. They were so wholesome. I, could, I, like, I watched the whole thing, you know, and they just sit in there watching a whale explode, and I was. The We're peak of their day. We brought the family. We brought the family out, and we just chilling outside. Here's a blanket. Here's a reporter making fun of Blubber News, and now this is going to become Blubber News, and all the, the guys, news outlet. The, guy, the guys are there to explode a whale. They're bringing in boxes of dynamite, just walking past the people. Hey, how you doing? Oh. Awesome. America was great. Yes. Make America great again. Wait, I've heard that somewhere. All right. I, I mean, we could... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start doing headlines. I think today it's just gonna be, hey, it's Hump Day, <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> Hump Day, uh, Hump Day headlines. It's, it's just gonna be. I, I was I sat down after uh, chewing the fat with Pat this morning on uh, Blaze Television and Radio Network with Pat Unleashed. And I started going through the stories that, you know, to put together for you. And, uh, you know, there's some, there's some great stuff, but it's just, there's, there's too much. 
There's too much. And you should know some of the stuff that's going on. So I'll give you as many headlines as I can without, you know, like we'll start with the, the Domino's pizza cancellation. I mean, the internet tried to bring down Domino's because of an eight-year-old tweet to Trump's press secretary. And, I mean, Domino's thankfully responded to the backlash on Twitter uh, saying, uh, Welp, it's unfortunate that thanking a customer for a compliment back in 2012 would be views viewed as political. Guess that's 2020 for you. Thank you. I hope they stick to their guns. I hope they stick to their guns because don't forget we had the breaking news today that, you know, we've been attacked again. The world is on fire. Everybody is bending the knee, including Aunt Jemima. I'm going to tell you something. My wife told me about three weeks ago, Amber and I are talking and she's going, I need to go buy Aunt Jemima stuff because they're going to come for it. And sure enough, hundred percent right. We have to we have to get rid of it. I look, it's been on the shelf now since what, eighteen eighty three, eighteen ninety three, whatever it is, but it's you know, it's it's viewed as its roots in racism. Okay, thank you. I mean, so is uh, Mrs. Butterworth. I mean, is Mrs. Butterworth next? What about uh, cream of wheat? Uh, the cream of wheat guy. What about the uh, uh, the mean, black guy from the rice, Uncle something? Uncle Ben's. Uncle Ben. Yes, Uncle Ben's. Another one gone. Goodbye. You know the the sad part about the, all this. I think I saw one guy that since yesterday we're talking about how the conservative love to. Get that boy back home so mom and daddy can be proud of him. You know, we got to yep. find that boy that tells us. But if you remember Zuby from Twitter. Um, I love Zuby from Twitter, yeah. He Sorry. talked about uh, Aunt Jemima. And one thing that is stood out very clear was if you're getting offended by a topping, you need to check <laughs> yourself. Yeah, I, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. There, yeah, right here. There is, yep. There's another problem if you're being there offended. There is another by problem, yes. And this is the exact quote. If you get triggered over pancake syrup, then we can't be friends. I mean, good. I hope, and I, I, I hope he you know, believes that. And it's, seriously, I do not. And we've talked about this. And I feel like this is just us saying the same crap over and over and over again. If and it doesn't seem to be making any headway, though. No, because it doesn't. companies are all bending the knee. Dana Lash. It's, it's so sad no, that it's, it's, it's so that. sad that all these companies feel the responsibility to. Um, Jeffy, I might not know the entire story of Aunt Jemima, but from the little bit research I did, wasn't Aunt Jemima a real human? I believe so. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the all the history of Aunt Jemima, and this is going to come as a surprise to you. And I'm willing to learn it. I have no problem learning it, but I just enjoy the product. And so when I purchase the product, when I go to the syrup aisle, and I say, "Ooh, 
do I want Mrs. Buttersworth? No, not really. I'm not a big fan of Mrs. Butterworth. Neither I like to I. have my own butter mixed with my own Mom's syrup. syrup. Yes. Uh, you know, do I want sugar-free syrup? Do I look like a sugar-free guy? Okay. No. I'm going to give you so, the basic history. This is from what I've learned in the last three hours. I've done okay. research All right. on, I'm, on I'm Jemima. Sure, I'm, sure it is. I'm sure all of these products were based on real people. Okay. So Aunt Jemima's real name was Anna Short Harrington, born okay. in 1897 in Marlboro County, South Carolina. In 1935, she had to support her five kids and move with her family to Syracuse, New York, where she cooked for a living. Quaker Oaks discovered her when she was cooking at a fair and okay. became Aunt Jemima. I mean, okay. I mean, it sounds like it's full of racism to me. Oh. And uh, it does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, it's bad. Yeah. I don't even. I can't even. I can't even think of the words. The words do not come to me. How angry I am. Now, the this company would find a would find a human being with children trying to support her family and say, hey. We want you, we're going to give you money to be our product. <laughs> I mean, that screams racism. Which, screams the inspiration for Aunt Jemima was Billy Kershans, an American-style uh, song called Old Aunt Jemima, written in, 19, in 1875. Recording. <laughs> I would like to hear the lyrics of that song. Oh, really? Okay. I would. Let me see. Because I have a feeling they're going to be incredible. Okay, so here it is. Old old Aunt Jemima, 1876. <laughs> are we able to say what's the lyrics? I mean, are we going to be able to say this or are we going to have to beep it out? I don't know, but let's go find out. <laughs> Sung by sheep music singer. He just said there was a just wait one second. He just said there was a bullfrog dressed in soldiers' clothes. Now I just looked up the lyrics. Okay. According to this, it isn't a bullfrog that's dressed as soldiers in in soldiers' clothes. Old Aunt Jemima, oh oh oh. It says here. That one version of Old Aunt Jemima began with the stanza expressing dissatisfaction with the dullness of worship services in white churches, such as a compliment about the length of prayers. And the song ended with the two following stanzas. The monkey dressed in soldier clothes. Old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. Went out in the woods for to drill some crows. 
old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. The jaybird hung on the swinging limb, old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. I up with a stone and hit him on the shin, old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. I'm starting to get into the song now. Oh, you danced the beeline, old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. The bullfrog married the tadpole's sister. Let's see, then we get into the bullfrog here. So we went from monkey to bullfrog. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a great, it's a little toe-tapper. There's no doubt about that, old Aunt Jemima. Oh, oh, oh. Put my foot and kicked him in the water. Old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. Caroline, Caroline, can't you dance to be fine? Old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. I carried a hen coop on my knee. Old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. I thought I heard a chicken sneeze. Old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh. Twas nothing but a rooster saying his prayers. Old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. He gave out of him such a kitten upstairs. Old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. Caroline, Caroline, can't you dance to be fine? Old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. That's awesome. Tell me that's not a hit. When she died, she'd set me free, old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. She lived so long, her head got bald, old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. She swore she would not die at all, old Aunt Jemima, oh, oh, oh. It's on request afternoon on Chewing the Fat. Which, by the way, for all of you saying, oh, this is some racist, you know, maybe you find them racist. Maybe you find some of the animals that they use, some of these the language they use. Um, this was written by an American song composer, African American comedian, songwriter, and performer, Billy Kersans. What's your point? What's you can't your point, Mister Racist? Racist. Yeah, well, old Aunt Jemima. Oh, oh, oh. Oh crap! Nope. Here we go. I found it. This is why you have to remove. Aunt Jemima, are you ready? Are you ready why they removed it? I found the reason. CTF just broke the news. The reason why Aunt Jemima is no longer part of Quaker family is because back in the day, the character will be sung by a man in drag in blackface. Really? I mean, holy cow. Um, that's incredible that they would do that. But let me get this straight. So anything that happened in the past, I mean, we need to change our history. We need to change everything. So anything, I'm guessing that most things in 1889, most things in what, what Aunt Jemima is 1889, 1875, uh, that's cream of wheat yeah. is, uh, I think 1893. Uh, I looked at the one thing that we have in the in my in my cupboard, Imperial Sugar, since 1843. I'm guessing that most things in that time frame, between let's say 1825 and 1900, and even you know long after 1900, but for sure between in that 75 year period, 1825 to 1900, would be considered in today's world racist so they gotta go have a nice day old aunt jemima no 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 not oh no no no
Let's go to the break room. I need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, and I need, uh, boy, they better, you know, they've just changed Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Does that mean anything racist? Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, Zero Calorie Cola. I mean, I don't want them to get rid of it, that's for sure. Okay, good. Be sure to subscribe to Chewing the Fat, the podcast. It's very simple. Pick a platform, any platform that warms the little cockles of your heart, okay? And then subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. In fact, when you're shopping and you hear the person behind the mask, hey, how are you today? You could say, I'm doing great because I listen to and subscribe to Chewing the Fat podcast. Something you should do too. Really? Is that a podcast I th- you think I would like? Yes, that's why I said it. Chewing the Fat podcast with Jeff Fisher. You should subscribe. Pick a platform. You have an iPhone or or just a just a regular a regular just have a regular phone. Oh, you don't have an iPhone like most people. Oh, most people don't have an iPhone. Yeah, no, I know. No, most people don't have an iPhone. I'm just a lowly cashier. You know, I just got a Samsung here. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you could just subscribe on, you know, Spotify or iHeart or Stitcher. Well, I've got an iPhone. I, I believe in iPhones, man. I mean, Apple products are great. Okay, well, then you should subscribe to Chewing the Fat on iTunes. And you should, you know, rate and review it. But really, first of all, just subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Oh, okay. That's great, sir. Thank you. I will do that. In fact, I'll just do it right now while you're paying me with your credit card, okay? Yes, that'd be great. Go ahead and do that. So uh, go ahead and make that happen. When they're checking you out and you're putting your credit card in, just go on and subscribe right now. Just grab your phone right there. You know it's underneath the cash register. It's sitting right there whether you're supposed to have it or not. It's right there. Or it's in your little vest pocket on the side there. You know, you're just waiting for it to vibrate, waiting for your boyfriend to call. So just, you know, subscribe to Tune Effect. Go ahead. I'll, I'll pay here on the machine, and you go ahead and do that. Really? I should do that right now? Yes. Yes, you should. So yesterday, I uh, I talked about the, uh, you know, the acronym, uh, you know, CHAZ, CHOP, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Capitol Hill Organized or Occupied Protest. And, you know, I tried to come up with, uh, you know, Seattle, you know, something for stupid. You know, Seattle Territory, unified political institution derailed. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to make you work and come up with one, you know, for dumb. For dumb. That's what I want. I want you to work, not me, to come up with dumb. And many of you have emailed chewingthefat at theblaze.com with your thoughts on dumb. And I'll just go through. And I did say that the winner would win a brand new. And so that still holds true. Uh, the winner will win a brand new, but I haven't decided what that brand new thing will be. And, you know, the winner will pick on Friday. All right. Friday, you get to find out if you're the winner. So if other people want to participate, I know they can email you in the fat at But we can go through some of them. Some of my, <laughs> uh, you know, downtown unorganized messy bastards. See, that's kind of, that's kind of mean. Uh, you know, District of Unemployed Maladjusted Babies. Uh, I mean, that might work. Downtown Unpoliced Marxist Borough. I like that. Deliver Us More Bread. That actually works. Uh, Democrats Under Mental Breakdown. Oh, see, that's just, that's just mean. Democrats Useless Maniacal <laughs> Oh, this, this person is playing right along. I mean, Terry Sue. A demented, unusual, missing brains. Don't understand most Bolsheviks. I mean, we're playing right along. Three in the same email. One of them might be picked. 
uh, new acronym. Oh, this is this is come back and put something different than dumb. Uh, Neil has uh, is it Neil or Nell? Neil. We'll just go with Neil. How about that? Uh, Neil has uh, hogged the L's too, according to those emails. Two L's. Uh, Alliance of Seattle Socialists woke intersectional people's experience. Asswipe. See, that's just that's just mean. That's just mean. Uh, denying undeniable moral beliefs. Ooh, see, that might be too close to truth. Um, district under mob besiegement. Yeah, no kidding. Dominion under Marxist bliss. <laughs> Disorganized, uneducated morons base. Ooh, like that one. Disorganized, uneducated moron Bolsheviks. I don't know if they would know what that means, though. Dim-witted, ubiquitous, ubiquitous multitude of brats. Defiantly unintelligent, myopic battle zone. Okay, well, there, and there's more, and there's more. We'll get to those uh, tomorrow, and we'll pick a winner uh, on Friday who will win a brand new for the acronym contest of DUMB uh, here on Chewing the Fat. So I'm ready to, uh, you know, they're opening theaters again, which I find surprising. I mean, AMC said it plans to reopen 97% of its theaters in July. They already, I mean, they, they, they've lost over $2 billion in the first quarter alone. I don't even know how they're going to open. Regal Cinnamons have said that they're going to open July 10th with for theaters. I mean, these theater companies are, good luck, God bless. Good luck, good luck God bless. We're going to talk to an attorney uh, during the podcast version of uh, Chewing the Fat today and talk about the, the restaurants and what's happening with restaurants. But some of what we talk about with uh, with with him uh, on the podcast is exactly what some of the things that could be happening at the movie theaters as well. And I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I, 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 I don't even I love movie theaters, but I just want to watch it at my home. Just send it to my home. I've talked about it forever. We've already started it. Let's just let's just do it. Let's just do it, and we'll figure out a way. The theaters can, you know, do something. So, did I mention that you need to subscribe to Chewing the Fat? Uh, podcast. Did I mention that? I don't think I did. Uh, subscribe to Two in the Fat podcast uh, by picking a platform and subscribing and tell anyone that you run into that they need to be a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. And while you're there, as long as you've got, uh, you know, you've got your device in your hand, you can quote me on that too. As long as you've got your device in your hand, you might as well subscribe to the podcast. And then you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat. And then you might as well hop on social media. Follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. And follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. It's real simple. I'm not even asking you to rate and review it on iTunes or any other way that you can rate and review the podcast or the show or the YouTube channel or any of it. I'm not asking you to do any of that. I'm just asking you to subscribe to Chewing the Fat podcast and subscribe to Chewing the Fat YouTube channel. That's it. That's all I'm asking. Did you get the email from Cinemark Fisher? Because they sent an email out about oh, no. an hour ago from Cinemark, 
And it's, no, I didn't see the cinema. You didn't? Okay, it's a message. I, I might have gotten it, though. It might have gone to my junk file. Okay, here, here's the headline. I bought tickets there. A message from our CEO. Oh, no. Please tell me it's we're not thrilled Black to Lives once Matter again thing. welcome you to a shared, immersive experience as we begin <sighs> the phased reopening of our theaters. There's nothing oh. quite as powerful as great cinematic storytelling on the big screen. And we wanted to ensure the time was right before we reopened our doors. We need the money. Uh -huh. This global pandemic has changed how we live our lives. Our hearts go out to all affected by coronavirus. And we're so deeply thankful to all the heroes on the front line. The uh, health yeah. and safety of our employees and guests and communities is a top priority. Okay. Not so I want to end it there because... Okay, that's not bad. It's not bad. That's so, not bad. I'm okay with that. There, you, there, there wasn't, thank God it wasn't a Black Lives Matter thing, but I'm sure they've released their own Black Lives Matter probably, thing anyway. Probably. I don't want to butt it. Um, this is just COVID first. Then we'll address yeah. George Floyd and everybody else. But would you like to learn about the Cinemark Standard? The Cinemark Standard. The oh Cinemark my gosh. Standard. So not only are they not only are they concerned uh, you know, about my health, their employees' health and, and everyone else's health. And well-being during this new time we have the cinemark standard the cinemark standard and i'm gonna um nice. read to you a couple of points and you tell me which one you want to know more about okay all right good point number one now this, these are things that we've added these now are that things we're that through we've the added is the new yes, deal this is because of COVID 19 we're gonna okay. do this all right good High-touch areas and concession areas will be sanitized at least every 30 minutes. Really? Auditor now, I, I have a you oh. know, I, I just want to, I may, is there, we should, I would love to talk to a Cinemark uh, spokesperson or the CEO because every 30 minutes doesn't seem like enough. And it also seems like that should have already been going on, but go huh. ahead. Okay. So here's another one. Auditorium seats sanitize before every viewing. Okay. Yeah, I, for sure they weren't doing that. I mean, they weren't even. It was a. It was a quick, clean pickup between shows, and then you're back in. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were there were times when you would sit down at a theater. When I used to go to the ones that didn't serve food. <laughs> when I had to, you know, you had to when you lowered yourself. To go to just a theater that you had to carry your food into the theater? Oh, man. Just to let you know, I, I thought you were going to ask for more information about how they're going to sanitize this auditorium. But I'm going to give it to you. Well, um, they're going to have they're going to have the, the hose thing, right? The, the, air, the airplane Chinese uh, close, kill close. everything So hose. they're going to do it's a two-phase program, okay? Oh, boy. Okay. Every morning, they're going to use the extensively disinfected uh pressurized sprayer equipment that's what it is then they're blowing okay good they, they're gonna they've got a machine that they're gonna run through the theaters that Great. is gonna reach all seats handrails armrests tables footrests and cup holders now you know and you know you know that billy the 16 year old part-timer Working for Cinemark mm -hmm. is going to go in and make sure he covers every inch of that theater. See, it's funny you hose. say that because Billy, Billy's going to have a new boss. Oh no! Cinemark has created a new position. 
called oh. the on-duty chief clean and safety monitor. <laughs> so, man, Billy is gonna. He's got like two bosses now instead of just one. Yes. Uh, so I'm gonna him. I'm gonna give you uh, the description of the chief clean and safety so, monitor. You know what this is though, really, Billy. Billy. Is now has that title. Absolutely. It's just Billy. Absolutely. But it's, don't bog Billy me doesn't down. have a new Do boss. not bog me down with facts, title. okay? Do not bog me down with facts because there's going to have an on-duty chief clean and safety monitor. Okay. Each Cinemark Theater okay. will have a chief clean and safety monitor yeah. on duty yeah. during all operating hours to ensure the yeah. highest standards of safety, physical distancing, cleanliness, and sanitizing all employees have gone through a new enhanced training that involves cleaning sanitizing and food handling also employees are participating in mandatory huddles at the beginning of each shift to reiterate the cleaning and safety <laughs> protocols also <laughs> the first so we're getting new training. Uh huh. New training uh -huh. on how to clean. Yes. Which, by the way, that should have been part of the process anyway. No. Makes me a little angry what? that it wasn't to begin with. No. And maybe it was. Maybe they're just saying that they're you know they're making it a priority now, and it was part of the training before, but it wasn't a priority. Um, you know, that was probably the manager's job to walk around and go, "Hey, you to wipe down the popcorn section." But uh, now it's going to have to be done. But I do appreciate the the huddling. The huddle? Uh, before. Is it before each shift or just when it opens? Uh, beginning of each shift. Okay, so good. Yeah, because you know, nine, like if, if, I mean, if, the, if the boss, yes. if Billy leaves, yes. and his, what's, what's his new title again? Billy's uh, new title? On-duty chief clean and safety monitor. Yeah. O-D-C-C. SM. O D C C S M. Okay, just the you know, the chief cook and bottle washer. Um which by the he, way when he leaves. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a picture. I want you to tweet this out because <laughs> the on chief clean and safety monitor cartoon that they have fantastic. That's awesome. Whatever Is money that... they paid for this company to do this for them earned every penny of it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little bit more because this is you know this is according to Cinemark we've trained for this. That's how they start this new chapter. Oh, we've okay, trained good. For this. Okay, mandatory personal protective wear for all employees that include face masks, gloves, and frequent hand washing and changing of gloves are required. Good. They're gonna Does Billy get a special suit? Billy, according to this, gets a cape. In, nice. a, in a spray bottle. That's one. Nice. That's, that's what the cartoon class. has. And I want to end with this before we go to break, um, <laughs> because again, they've trained for this. This is the. Subject. Well, yeah, there's Cinemark. For yeah. gosh sakes, they're gonna. This is what it says: adding first five minutes wellness check on employees. This means that employees now have the heightened responsibility oh, yeah. of completing a check-in prior to their shift in which the supervisor will ask about their wellness, complete a temperature check, remind yeah. them of the, the protocol updates, 
Any employee who has fever or feels ill will not be permitted to work. But, but, Billy's not going home without pay. They will pay the Billy a two-hour minimum. And nice. um, the employee may also be eligible for sick pay, reporting pay, PTO, and or paid benefits. My gosh. And what what happens? Who gets to decide what customers come in and go and okay. can't come in? Thank you for saying that. On the Is that last a new bullet, position too? Does Cinemark have a new, a new door checker? They don't, but they do have a guest safety checklist. So they want you to do this a before you come. guest? Safety checklist, which is yes. what you know, uh, you know what we're going to talk about with the attorney on the podcast today too. That restaurants should do. Face masks are recommended in lobbies, restrooms, and hallways. Not the theaters, though. Not inside the theaters. Wow. Uh, they're asking, well, how are you going to eat your popcorn? Now, if you feel sick, they're telling you not to come in, and then instead. <laughs> Um, request a contactless refund online or in the app. Oh, okay, good. Good. So anytime that there's a new movie, you just you need to just uh, reserve your tickets. And if you don't end up not wanting to go, just say, oh, eh, no. I'm feeling good. I forgot. This is key right here. To reduce potential contact between cash and food handling areas, Cash payments will not be accepted for snack purchases. What? Dude! Oh, no. Come on. For snack pur purchases. So snack what purchases. do I get to pay cash for? Nothing, because you should use the app or you're using uh, the little computer to get your tickets. I've never talked to a human being and saying two for iRobot. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I have. Oh, okay. But I use the card. You know, I, I've no, I don't remember the last time I paid cash for movie tickets. But I have used cash to buy snacks and stuff. You know, because you have if you have you know cash in your wallet, just, ah, just pay cash for it and be done with it. So oh, you no. know, you just it's there. Okay, we have to end with this because I'm gonna get pissed. Popcorn <laughs> and drink free refill program is. Oh no! Suspended. It's over. it's over. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's not over. I'm sorry. It's suspended. Suspended. Yeah. Wow. So I can't pay cash for the drink, and one time only. That's it. You're not coming back. For oh, more. No. And oh no! Who comes back for more? Oh no, Jeffy. I'm so sorry, but sir, self-serve bulk candy stations suspended. I haven't been to a Cinemark that has the self-serve bulk candy. Me neither. Uh, that, I've never seen that. They usually, you know, they have the boxes that are, you know, $25 a box. Oh, no. The Pizza Hut suspended. Oh, what? You can't get a pizza? Come on now. Why would that be suspended? I don't understand. Uh, please so, be aware uh, that these theaters concession... are not going to survive. No. I mark my words. No. They're not they're, going they're to saying survive. that some items are not offered at this time due to. And how. And yeah, due to I know due to the virus and due to safety protocols and due to cleaning protocols. And does it say anything about uh, seating protocols? Seating protocols in the theaters. Yes, it does. It says that it's going to be staggered, and they're going to reduce the auditorium capacities. 
And so if I feet, buy four tickets, I could stay together, but the next yes. seats around me are not Which going to be doing that. Which is what my church is doing. That's, that's, a, that's a whole other app protocol that I bet doesn't exist right now. Yep. You know what I mean? When I go to the theater app and I say I want to sit here and buy my four tickets, now you're going to need the app to say, well, then these four tickets are reserved. So these two seats next to those four are not can't be used. Only the ones on the other sides of those can be used. I mean, that's a whole that's a million dollar idea if you could develop that for you know your app protocols. That's for sure. We need to do that. We need to do that today. Only I don't know how to do that, so you need to do that, and then we need to share it. If you're a listener to Tune the Fat, you need to do that, and then since I came up with the idea, you need to share your your money with us. So, thank you, and you're welcome. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com/slash/podcasts. So. Several restaurants here in the Metroplex, DFW, have, you know, temporarily closed. We're we're opening up for business here in Texas, and the governor even came out yesterday and said, hey, hey, easy, we're still going to open up for business, we're taking it easy. Some of the numbers that are uh, climbing uh, with COVID-19 are not reflective of what's actually happening, and so he's, you know, battling with some of the counties over that. And Jeffy, but don't forget. there are still restaurants, and some, there's one in particular that uh, was just talked about in the news in uh, Carrollton, which is here in the the Metroplex, that had opened up and now one of their employees uh, had COVID-19. And so I wanted to find out what happens when the, as a customer, had I been at this restaurant, am I, are they going to, do they have their own contact tracers? Do they, they, they let people know online that this took place. So one uh, local attorney, uh, Andy Trusevich, who has represented restaurants and employees uh, over the years uh, here in Texas, uh, joins us here now on Chewing the Fat. Andy, thank you very much for coming on today. I appreciate taking your time out. Yeah, thank you for having me. So what happens now? I mean, it, I mean, we're in a new world and a new normal, and you can slap me across the face for saying that because I don't necessarily like that term, but we are living in it. Um, you know, restaurants obviously are struggling and they're trying to, you know, do their best effort to hose everything down and make everything right and, you know, have everybody be as social distance as possible. But, you know, there are going to be times when an employee and or even a customer comes into your restaurant, but in particular, this case had an employee who had contracted the virus and now who's responsible the the restaurant, the employee, both are the. Am I able to sue the restaurant? Am I able to sue the employee? Am I able to say, hey, uh, you know, what about all the other people? Who's who's who is responsible? I guess is my first question to you. Well, for, first, I agree with you, it, and and I also hate the pejorative term. It's a new world, but it is a new world. Second. The, the heart of your question is, it goes to the meat of the matter, and that is, who's responsible? At the yeah. end of the day, it is the business owner, and the business owners are judged. Every state has the same negligence laws on 
the standard is what would a reasonably prudent uh, restaurant owner in the same or similar circumstances do in that case? So at the end of the day, and in fact, because restaurants and businesses establishments invite people in from and that charge, they actually have a higher duty than if you were just invite me over to your house for a beer, that would not be rise to the level of a business owner because you and I are just having a beer. I'm a social in- invitee versus a licensee. And right. so at the end of the day, it's what's reasonable. And what's reasonable for a restaurant owner is it's there's some simple things to do. One, post for customers. Do not come in, you know, make sure you check. Uh, have you done your COVID-19 checks, temperature checks, et cetera? Don't come in if you haven't done that. They have to police that. Second, it, even if they haven't done it in the past under the, quote, new world, and I, I think you're sm- spot on on that term, under the new world, at least for now, until a vaccine comes, um, which is, you know, could be a year away, yeah. you need to come in for contact uh, tracing, have a log on, on the customers that come in and at least just have a log. And obviously you want to keep it private because you don't want to sign in and give you, your name. Well, and phone again, well, okay. The privacy, let's talk about that. I mean, we, <laughs> there's so many, uh, you know, layers to this onion, but I mean, okay. So then who's responsible for that information? I mean, I guess the restaurant is really, we boiled it down to the restaurant is responsible, but you know, I, I if I lie, you know, if I come into a restaurant and I'm and I and I and I know that I was sick, or you know, it's possible that I could have been sick, uh, and I say, "Well, you know, tough. I want my steak," and I lie. Now, is the restaurant still liable? So, as you know, litigation's coming, right? I mean, we yeah. are such a litigious. Uh, and until the the government, either state or local or, or federal, say, you know what, we're going to give some immunity to to restaurants on lawsuits, that hasn't happened yet. Until then, if you go in and lie, it's going to be the reasonable standard. If that restaurant owner, he or she or they, uh, if it's investors, if they've taken reasonable steps and put it in, you can't, for, you know, it's not going to be anticipated that people are going to come in and lie. You've right. done the best you can. And if a, if a restaurant owner can look somebody in a deposition or the judge or arbitrator and say, we did the best we could under the circumstances, that is the defense that as a lawyer, I would want to hear my client say. Now, who's uh, who's responsible for the privacy? All right. So let's say I'm a restaurant, uh, you know, chewing the fat, uh, come in and dine with us today. And uh, you come in and I and I say, you know, you I've you've checked off all the boxes that you can come in and my employees are supposed to be, you know, hosed down and wearing masks and everybody is social distanced and I've taken your name. Now, if I have a week's worth of customers and next week, uh, someone comes in that is, you know, has the virus, the, the COVID, the Rona and, uh, some, then who gets the names? that are that have eaten at my establishment is it the county contact tracer is it the health department is it the federal government who gets that and how far back do they go so good questions that i'll take the last one first i think what's reasonable is since the cdc and who say you know self-isolation 14 days I would keep it for 30 days, maybe 45 days, not past that. Second, 
as far as who's keeping them, just like the employer's responsible keep it for keeping all employee health information under HIPAA private, that's that those owners of the restaurant need to designate whoever that is, some manager to keep those names and phone number private. So that's going to be on the business because you don't want people coming in, signing in, going, okay, now I have all the phone numbers for the people that signed in before. And finally, your last question, it would be the county health department. They're the ones who are going to say, have you acted reasonable? Did you keep a contact tracing log? We need to reach out to these people. Right, because the the federal government has said they've left that to the states, right? They've left all the contact tracing and everything goes to the states. Yes, sir, they have. So the states obviously, you know, are breaking it down to the counties. Um, where, where, I don't, I have got so much to talk to you about. And I know that you keep, you know, using uh, the term, you know, what's reasonable. But that term alone has changed uh, <laughs> within the last week, let alone the last six months. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I, are we just, are we, am I to assume that I'm, letting the courts decide what's reasonable because that hurts me that hurts me it is and you would hope that i would hope my clients don't get there get to that point where the courts have to decide and i think if you can say here's the checklist of the low-hanging fruit keeping the log um, a log of how often do they clean and desanitize the, the the door handles opening and closing are the employees work properly wearing PPE and I'm sure you've been into you know when you travel or you go to a, a convenience store sometimes in the restroom there'll actually be a chart on when the restroom was clean time and yeah. date and so buddy and I think that's what they restaurants need to do when you say reasonable you're right it has it's it is changing by the day and um, and my heart goes out to restaurant owners because they've been closed down and they're trying to feed their families Boy, and make no, money. But at the same time, I would rather them invest a little bit of money on prevention than have to pay lawyers or or legal fees because they're being sued because they didn't take care of some low hanging fruit that's easy to do. So you're a busy man and have uh, handled cases like this before. What? Uh, where are you at now? Are you handling anything? as part of this now, or are you just waiting for them to come in? No, at this point, no. And um, there's no doubt litigation will be sparked on this uh, and a lot of litigation will come in. And I think you asked earlier, you know, is the employee liable? Is the, the owner yeah. sued? It, you know, as well as I do, they go after the deep pockets. Yeah, no question. And, uh, and fortunately, you know, and- some no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was off. just going to say, unfortunately, a lot of the restaurants are not deep pockets. They are, you know, couples, uh, uh, people trying to make a living, and they've lost so much revenue over the past three, three, four months. And it's it's a shame that now they're going to be trying to shadow box against potential lawsuits coming in. I mean, well, a lot of those restaurants are going to are going to be lucky to actually Survive. be able to open let alone take on this fight. Correct. I mean, that's a, that's a struggle that's, that's in and of itself almost impossible to do. So let's talk a little bit about, um, and, and let's talk a little bit about some of the things that the local governments want to do and keep saying that they're laws, but they're not. You know, the, the mandate, the directives, the decrees, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you know, how are we legally to follow those? So, um, 
Another good question. So if you take a look at New York, for example, the state of New York, the state of New York state proper is already into phase three opening. But if you look at New York City under Governor or Mayor de Blasio, he's still in phase one. Phase yeah. two for New York City, he hasn't even given a date yet. It may be, he's saying maybe beginning of July. We don't know what that means. Right. So in Texas, which is much more business friendly, and as Calvin Coolidge said, you know, famously, America is in the business of business. And <laughs> you. so, you know, businesses have to be able to reopen or they're not going to be able to reopen at all, like you said, let alone be able yeah. to survive. So the state government, I think Texas has done a good job, Governor Abbott saying, here's what we're going to do. And they, they passed a state law saying that the uh, municipalities and cities cannot make any more arduous laws that are, are stricter than the state, whereas states up north have done just the opposite. They've yeah. said, we're going to pass a state law, but the city and counties are free to do what they want. And if they want to have stricter laws, that's fine with us. And so there's this dichotomy, a patchwork, if you will, uh, from state to state. If you own a restaurant in New York versus one across you know, the state border, the yeah. state line, you are in much better shape or different shape. So, <sighs> How much money are you looking to make, Andy? Um, <laughs> I was just messing with you. You don't have. No, that. no, no. I hear you. Uh, Andy Trusovich, uh, an attorney here in uh, Texas, and uh, he is, uh, you know, board certified in both, you know, civil trial law and labor and employment law by the Texas board. Uh, Andy, best case scenario without a vaccine and without saying, Hey, we're all, it's all good. Whack, whack. It's beautiful. Go on, get back out of there. You can get a shot and we're all good, which by the way, we're banking on that to happen. And, uh, if it doesn't happen, good luck, God bless. Correct. Um, I mean, we were, we were just starting human trials. I was going to talk about this today on the show actually. So, uh, but I mean, we are already banking on human trials and, uh, we've got a lot riding on that. And, I hope it turns out well, because if it doesn't, you're looking at another year on top of that. So for you and your company and your business, um, are you are you planning on being busy, really? I think all, all uh, defense lawyers are going to end up being busy that represent uh, companies. It's just it, it's a litigious society. That's the way it is. And those lawsuits are coming. And the best thing that restaurant owners can do is, like I said, do the common sense, low hanging for things to yeah, prevent. I mean, that. You have to, and I mean, you have to do what, uh, while that changes every day, as we said, that uh, you have to do what's diligent to at least make it plausible for your customers. No question. Andy Trusevich, thank you so much. I know you're busy. I'll let you go. I, I could hang out. I wanted to talk a little, I could talk a little bit about some, uh, some other cases as well, but I'll let you go. Yes, sir. Have a good day. I know you're a busy man. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Be prepared for courtrooms to be filled up as time goes by here in the Rona world. Uh, it was nice of Andy Trusevich to uh, spend a little time with us. We didn't talk about the movie theaters. It was more focused on the restaurants. But really, the movie theaters and the restaurants are kind of in the same boat with uh, how they've got to do things. And it's it's all you know, reasonable, and they're all trying to uh, do what they can. I mean, it is going to be tough for any of these businesses to really survive until we get some sort of vaccine or some sort of end game with this COVID-19. Until then, 
<sighs> Wait, are we are we ending the show? Is this how you want to end the show? Yeah. Because I'm well, highly upset. There was two amazing stories that came oh, out today. Go ahead. The most what? popular candy bar by state and the most popular vegetable by state. And Those things wanna, piss me off because they're never right. Talk about this. You don't want to talk about this. You know what? You have you're losing your 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 feng shui. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it, and I don't think I have to bleep I'm losing that. Losing my feng shui. But you are. I mean, losing your feng shui. You know, you got the three most Google candy bars by state, and you don't want to talk about it. They're all Snickers. Not just all Snickers. Oh, okay, okay. The Northeast Reese's. Okay. Then uh, you're looking at most of the country is Snickers. I mean, the Northeast and down the East Coast is mostly Reese's with a couple of Snickers in there. And the rest of the country is Snickers, except for out on the uh, West Coast where you have, uh, what is that, Oregon Kit Kat. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Oh, and Hawaii. I don't know that I buy that anyway. In Hawaii. What's Hawaii? Kit Kat. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hawaii's Kit Kat, too. Well, give me a break. I find it, uh, you know, I, the only reason that's probably true is because, you know, people buy the mixed bags and every mixed bag in the world has Snickers in it. So you're forced to take them. You're forced so to take a Snickers. If you're standing at the candy bar rack and you're going to buy a candy bar, it's not going to be a Snickers. It's not going to be. It's going to be another one. So I wouldn't buy a Snickers. I buy Snickers in the candy bar line. Kit Kats. I, I don't get Kit that Kats. from you. No, because I buy Kit Kats. And we'll, Thank you. We'll, we'll close with this. We'll close with this. Uh, <laughs> what you think is Texas' most popular vegetable? Texas' most popular vegetables. Without without looking at any of it? Without looking at any of it. Because I really want to see what they say because I think it's... Okay, Texas's most popular vegetable. The pop most popular vegetable in Texas. I mean, they're probably going to tell you what? A carrot? Close. A green bean? Ooh, even closer. Broccoli. What, they say? what is it? Broccoli. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. What is it? Does any state have the rutabaga? Well, I'm not there yet, but most of it oh. is either broccoli or carrot. Yeah. I mean, that's or carrot tomato. is like, you know, an apple of the of the vegetable, right? I mean, that's Iowa everybody. Iowa corn. Yeah. Louisiana, the cucumber. Ooh, Okay. Uh, tomato, Nebraska, New Hampshire, carrot, New Mexico, broccoli. I'm tomato to... is really a fruit. Oh, shut up. I'm trying okay, to find rutabaga. Let me see. No, Virginia, I would say like maybe broccoli. or maybe Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, if you know what those states are. Uh, Wisconsin is a carrot. Wyoming is broccoli. Oh, this is big broccoli. Man. Oh, way. This is it big is. It's big broccoli. This, so, this so, study. Paid for by broccoli. So big broccoli and big sneakers are taking the win. That's that's what we've uncovered here today. They have the most money and they're paying for the most the most coverage. That's all it is. Those bastards. By the way, rutabaga is not on the list. It's only broccoli, uh, carrot, broccoli, carrot, and tomatoes. That's it. You got well, you said cucumber too, right? Oh, cucumber, yeah. 
That was just a, that was just a throwaway. Oh, we're gonna make somebody sing a cucumber. Okay, make uh, was it Louisiana? Yeah, they're cucumber. The rest of the country, broccoli. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh